Couple Save Chicks. It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Hey guys. Hey. Hola. How y'all doing? Can't complain. All right. So um, I guess I sort of have the story for today. Let's hear it. Um, Let's hear it. All right. So I've been seeing over the past couple of months, really. And I feel like I feel like maybe it could be because of the pandemic and whatnot. People are talking a lot about finances and and, you know, really expressing how expensive certain industries are and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing in particular that people have been talking about is the beauty industry. And I'm just using that as an example. And um, I've seen TikToks, I've seen Instagram stories, I've seen memes about, you know, hairstylists being too expensive. And, you know, some people, which some, some I agree, I do agree that if you're too, you know, people having all these rules, regulations, and you got to have a $100 deposit, and you got to bring your own hair, you got to wash your own hair, you got to do all this type of stuff. And then, you know, after that, the the services another three hundred dollars or whatever. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to the integrity of the business? You know, you shampoo the client, you make sure and provide certain things, blah blah blah. But then, um, recently, an artist, um, her name is Asian Doll. She put out a tweet um, about makeup artists and you know saying if you charge. $150 for a makeup service you doing the most. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, basically, basically you doing the most. And that had caused a recent uproar in the beauty space, especially the makeup space and whatnot um, concerning that. And, um, you know, a lot of people just really felt like, you know, based off of a person's time, the, their their supplies, their resources, all that type of stuff. You can't say that that is um, too expensive. And in a way, just say you broke, you know. Um, I've been seeing that phrase going around a lot too, like in response to certain things. And I'm not saying she's broke. I don't know her money. I don't know what, you know, she's an artist. That's how she feels. Um, but I guess, you know, people are saying like, let's say in regular spaces in regular time, it's like instead of complaining about my service or my um, whatever I do, just say you broke. So for personal experience, um, if a lot of people don't know my background, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. Um, I'm retired. However, I still do things in the beauty industry. Um, I have a product line. And different things like that. And I have countless stories <laughs> of when I was actually behind the chair in the salon and I felt like my prices were, you know, um, before I retired, they were at a certain place where I felt like it was still affordable. Mm-hmm. I if I would have stayed in the beauty industry, it would have went up significantly more because you know, when you realize your worth, <laughs> you know, you're like, Okay, hold on, let me let me get this together. But um I felt like my prices for the area and for, you know, who, where I was skill wise was good, but I still had a few people that would complain about my prices. They would complain about, you know, they would want to know, well, do you, um, do any promotions or different things like that? And I think 
this conversation is kind of staring in the way of, I guess, valuing people's time and effort and different things like that. And also changing your mindset and just realizing that sometimes it's not the service provider or it's it's not the the brand or whatever. It's really just say you broke, you know. And um, (laughs) I know that's a harsh way of saying it, but, you know, what do you guys think? Have you guys had any experiences with that? Um, I know, Denisa, you are also in a, I guess, a product-based industry where you provide a product to somebody and, you know, you, it's certain things that you do. How do you feel when it comes to that space? Earlier, you mentioned how people like DM you ask you if you have a promotion or you running mm-hmm. a sale. And in the beginning, I actually thought that I needed to run sales all the oh, time mm-hmm. because I didn't think people wanted to pay full price because they asked me the same exact questions. Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't you having this sale? Why aren't you having that sale? And it's like, uh, sales don't run my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. I, that's a profit margin mm-hmm. that I need to maintain. And I don't think people consider, especially for me, I have a journal. I had to pay for the binding. I had mm-hmm. to pay for the folder. I had mm-hmm. to pay for the stamping inside each and every single page. You know, I had to pay for the size. And, and, and it had three sizes. It's not just it's not just a journal. Like, it's so much detail in right. your journal. Like, so it's not the, just paper. Right. So, by so. the time you get it, you may look and say, oh, well, Target has it. Well, by all means, then, you know, sis, support Target. Because the price that I pay for the quality <laughs> of what you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will say, the, the issue, the, a rebuttal that I saw to that specific artist that you said, which made a lot of sense, is you literally you are a rapper you're an entertainer in normal times if you had a concert the tickets for your show sometimes would be more than 150 dollars so i I think it gets iffy and it's real interesting when people who are in another industry try Mm -hmm. to dumb your industry down and compare Mm -hmm. it and make you say this is what this is worth Mm -hmm. when they don't know um i have an amazing makeup artist and she went up on her prices. I think she charges $150 now. And when she breaks it down, she literally buys like NARS makeup. She has probably over, no exaggeration, 30 shades because she can do mm-hmm. all kinds. Our complexion, black women, you range. That one bottle of foundation can cost $65. Mm-hmm. And she has over 30 Mm-hmm. So it's not just one hundred and fifty dollars for mm-hmm. you to get your face done, and then it's it's not just the supplies you're paying for that person's time. time. That's another thing, another good point. Because when we're talking beauty service industry, mm-hmm. industry, we also had this conversation. She does several very you know popular people, whatever, and she said it got to the point where. Um, she's integral and if somebody booked even if you weren't a celebrity she honored that time Mm -hmm. she said when she saw she increased her prices she had people stop canceling Mm -hmm. she had you know what I mean people if I'm gonna pay this much money for your service oh I'm gonna be at my appointment because I'm not losing my deposit Mm -hmm. and I know what I need done because you're so booked up I can't get you Mm -hmm. so she in response her saying I raised my prices made people honor my time Mm -hmm. and value my service Mm -hmm. it's funny because I I I thought about um my husband is a um, graphic designer. Um, I guess that's his day job. And when it comes to like different customers or clients that come his way, um, we have talked about that. Like his prices are set to weed out just anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, um, you know, some people we've had certain clients to come and we'll give them a quote, like, let's say for a logo. And it's like, oh, that's out of my budget. And it's like, well, like we um, it, we had a client. It was like a few months ago. Somebody reached out about some. It wasn't a logo. It was something else. And um, he gave them the quote. And the guy was like, well, that's not in my budget. 
And, you know, he, my husband had to nicely say, well, you know, this is that, the price. That, right. This is the price. That's fine. However, you know, maybe we could work together in the future. Like, you know, when you get a bigger budget. When, yeah. But some people come to you and say, that's not in my budget, thinking that you should shrink towards their budget. Right. And it's like. But they don't shrink their expectations for your work. Exactly. Mm. And exactly. That's, that's a whole another. It's <laughs> a whole another podcast, I think. <laughs> no, I I think that that is a part of their po- this podcast. You can you can speak on it because I feel like the purpose, especially of this conversation, is I want people to really like take out of this. Uh, you know, like let me change my, my mindset. Something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've never sold a product or been in the beauty industry. Yes, you have. Yeah, you, you have sold have. a product, so don't even play. okay. Okay, okay. I I've sold my book. Okay. You um, shirts. Yes. Everything is related, so don't. I was saying. I said in the beauty y'all. industry, but it's the same thing. It's the same. It's a product. I was Denise about to go a product. different direction, <laughs> but there. I've never been in the beauty industry, so I can't speak to that space. Mm-hmm. That's what I was starting out by okay. saying. <laughs> um, but I have contracted and done work mm-hmm. in my industry outside of a day job. Mm-hmm. I think because I started in the industry so young, um, I, I I devalued my ability and what I had and what I was worth. Mm. And I think that because of that, there was a period of time where I would take contracts or do things without being paid at all, mm. um, without being paid up front, mm-hmm. um, without receiving payment in totality on the back end. And I, at a certain point, I put my foot down and I said, no, it's, it's a no for me. Mm-hmm. If you can't sign a contract up front, if you can't decide how you're going to pay me and start paying me when I start the work, mm-hmm. then I'm not doing it anymore. And I realized that as I valued myself more, that people began to value me exactly. more. And to your point, the clientele became I can't even say different because I started with corporate clients. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I got to the point where it was worth it for me. I think they, they came at you different. They did. They definitely came at you different. So definitely. I and I think, I mean, it's, it's a space where it's like, you know, in, in being broke doesn't have to be a monetary thing. When it we say a it's a mindset, it's a mindset <laughs> yeah. you know, so, if you broke, just say that. Yeah, and exactly. I don't and I don't mean, you know, you broke, you don't have no money in your pocket. I mean, if you broke in the way that you see in me, if your vision mm-hmm. is incorrect in how you view my worth or my value or my work, just say that then. If 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 you are broken on the inside and think that you can just do anything to anybody, then you can also say that as well. But I mean, to y'all point, y'all definitely hitting on some great, you know, what y'all say they say on Clubhouse, y'all dropping gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think it's always so interesting for us to be like a people of faith, and you know, we oh, you about to hit something? Go go go! Let me get my offer now. <laughs> But seriously, especially, you know, in church culture, you're expected to, you know, contribute to the house of God. And you're actually you're you're expected to not necessarily volunteer. Sometimes you are expected to volunteer your services and your time sometimes without being compensated. But there's also a space where um, 
as as Christian people, we're supposed to honor and value each other, but we mm-hmm. always looking for the handout and the discount. Mm-hmm. But you want all the prosperity and all the blessings and mm-hmm. all these things from God, but you ain't dishing nothing back. Mm-hmm. It's just like greed. Yeah, that's it. No, that's exactly it. And that's the that's a issue that I've had. I'll I'll say for years when it comes to doing business with let's say other Christians because like in in the space of me doing hair I've gotten the um I remember someone calling me and saying that well I need my hair done but can you sew it and I was like but God didn't tell me to do that you know, and it was, it was, it like, it takes you aback because in your does, mind, yeah, you're like, you're conflicted because you're like, okay, God, yeah, definitely wants me to be a giver, yeah, he wants me to be a sower and all of those things. So, am I supposed to give of myself and my time and my substance without being compensated? Because spiritually, in some right. sort of way, there's a compensation attached to and it. And I, I remember that particular situation, like, it really. It had me literally sitting there like, okay, I need to hear from you, Holy Spirit, because I'm like, is it, it just, but it didn't feel right. So I knew it wasn't right. So and I that's was like, manipulation. Yeah, right. I, it, I definitely, definitely felt manipulated. And then, like I said, with my husband, same type of thing. Like the, when I tell you corporate clients and people who... I want I can't even say they not saved because you don't know when it comes to corporate clients. You don't know who saved, you know, you don't know who not saved. But people just out in the industry in the world, they pay. Like <laughs> some of them don't. Some of them don't. That's true. Yeah, yeah, some of them don't, but there's a lot but of most them. Do. Most but of most them do. do. Like we've gotten we did quotes and we'll be like, Yeah, it's this and it's like, okay. And it's like, dang, should I told them more? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Cause it was like, yeah. But then you will uh, go into the faith space and well, one, they are already coming in the expectation that they're going to get a Holy Ghost discount. Mm. <laughs> oh, Holy Ghost discount. <laughs> so it's like, it's so like conflicting to me. Like, I don't like, I just don't like for years. I just wouldn't like doing business with other Christians because it would be the same thing. And then what really hurt, it would be people that I served in ministry with. Mm. That's what hurt me, especially when I was doing hair. It was like, wait, so what about my livelihood? What about my household? What about my life period? You know? And then I, one thing that really made me and Sylvester really just be like, whatever, is when I had when we had our daughter... It was like, okay, it, it was just the both of us before. We could just fend for ourselves. Right. You know, but now, oh, we ain't playing with y'all in these quotes and stuff. You're going to pay this uh, invoice and that's it. <laughs> right. So it just, I just, it's such a sensitive topic. And uh, it just, ugh, because I see, and then I see so many people get hurt. I see so many people get hurt. So many people get burned out by certain things. They yeah. don't want to deal with the church, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they, they care, categorize the whole church. Like, Oh, they don't pay. They don't do this. They don't do that. And it's like, that's not the case. It's just certain people, but we just get a bad taste in our mouth. Mm. So, or the work be crappy too. At church. Or are you working with Christians who are supposed to be at a certain level in their industry. That is the flip side. 
and their work is not what they say it is Mm -hmm. or you get taken advantage of i have a i have a friend who basically contracted a christian business to do a specific job for her and she paid them all of those things they came in and basically didn't do what they were supposed to do um, took the money and then all of a sudden were unable to be contacted about wow. correcting so the work people. that they did. Ooh. And it sucks. It sucks that you and that's the you other give business I hate to, to hear. those people based on the fact that it's like, oh, this is a Christian business. We have mm-hmm. the same values. Da, 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 da. But then the work is not up to the standard that it should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, and that is the flip side. The flip side where people say, oh, I want to support a black owned business. Oh, I want to support a Christian business. Mm-hmm. But then doing business with them is not the same as doing business elsewhere. And you get frustrated because you're like, if it's Christian, there's supposed to be a level of excellence attached to it. Mm-hmm. But there's not. So, I mean, I think it goes both ways. Yeah, it, it definitely goes both ways. And that's the I think that's why so much bridges unfortunately being burned in the christian space like we ain't even gonna get to the black space <laughs> i mean i am even that in there but <laughs> no. i mean but it's like a part of it. it's a part of it but just the christian space that's like oh my gosh like mm. i don't know i feel like i'm like the devil's advocate here no, go ahead. I'm never, perspective. Actually, I'm never the devil's advocate. <laughs> You're the Lawrence advocate. What's yeah, I'm up? the Lawrence advocate. Um, I think just like you all are taking pride in the fact that you, I guess you render a service or you render or you have a product that you sell for a certain amount of money. There are people who take pride in being bargainers and knowing how to get a deal out of someone. Um, but I got a question. Would you do that with Walmart? Yes, I would. I but you would. no, but I'm saying you can't go to Walmart and buy like if it's something on the shelf that's twenty five ninety nine, you can't go to the cashier and be like, I'll give it to you for ten. It's a different strategy, but it, you could <laughs> do like yes, actually. I really would. I mean, I actually had this conversation with my my cousin the other day. I said, you know, I take pride in the fact that I know how to I mean, you guys know that I style, you know, whatever. I love fashion. I style. And I was talking to my cousin. I said, you know, I love the fact that I take pride in knowing that I can go into a store and find the thing that I want at a discounted rate. And I know how to do it. And a lot of people are not gifted. And it's nothing wrong with that, though, Lauren, because they're those possibilities are being made. Right. But there are some people that do that consistently like they are bargainers they know how to get the best deal for the product that they want that's what Mm -hmm. they take pride in and i think it's up to you as a business owner whatever business you decide to have is to make up in your mind that either a you're going to take the bargain Mm -hmm. or b you're not and so it sounds like you all are saying in your cases you're not but there are some people who do and with that i'm like okay well i kind of can respect it because Whereas you all are doing your business, there's somebody else on the other side that they're doing their business as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just you have to make sure that whenever you are in a business partnership and, and or, or whenever you guys are trying to come up with contracts or whatever your numbers are, mm-hmm. that there is a mutual understanding that this is what I'm bringing to the table and then this is what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my thing is, if it is a situation like what Sade described where you have agreed upon 
a service that you're going to provide and the service is not then provided, then yeah, you're stealing from someone. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Literally. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that, that, that becomes the problem. But I feel like, I don't think it's a thing of people being broke. I I definitely believe it is a mindset, Mm -hmm. but I feel like some people mindset is trying to find the best bargain at the best rate. But then like some of the, like, I understand what you're saying, like put it this way. And it could be because I know you as a person, you try to find the best bargain, but you're not, but you're not a stingy person. If you get what I'm saying, you know, like you're like, there are people who genuinely, they are trying to find the best bargain, but also they're stingy. Like they are selfish. So I'm thinking of the opposite side of that too. Right. Because especially being in a city like Atlanta, there's a lot of people that I know I have encountered. They fake it till they can make it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in order to actually be able to successfully fake it, you got, I hate using this word and I can't stand finesse. this word, but you got to finesse. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are out here finessing so that they can ultimately get what they want, mm-hmm. what they want. And it may not look good. I'm just going to be real. A lot of times it doesn't look good in your beginning stages. You look like you sneaky. You look like you conniving. You look like you could be potentially backstabbing because you're doing all of these these tactics to finesse a situation. But I've seen that's their character. Right. But hold on. (laughs) I've seen some people that once they have gotten to a status where they want it to be, then it's a thing of like, hey, I'm sorry I had to. And I get it. I get it. Still don't still don't make it mm-hmm. right. But I've seen some people, they their explanation for it is like I had to do what I had to do so that I could get to where I had to or where I wanted to be. I know it wasn't right and it does speak it speaks loud about their character mm-hmm. for sure. But I there's a part of me that says I under I kind of understand why some people do it. I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it is the way to go, mm-hmm. especially if you're a believer in Christ, because it's like all of your help really needs to come from the yeah. Lord. It shouldn't come from you finessing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So if you are a saved girl secret or even a saved boy that's listening to this podcast, that's not the way to go. Mm-hmm. But I have seen instances where people say that was the only way they knew of at that moment to get what they needed right and it's almost like i brought up this word before in a podcast it's almost like you become a living parasite you are literally living off of the wealth of other people you're living off of opportunities that you can take you're hustling you're grinding you're finessing so that you could potentially get to a place where you think you want to be issue is is once you get there what type of character did you build along that way and what type of type of relationships did you burn or reputation Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's the problem, right? So as I'm seeing, as I'm hearing you all talk, I feel like sorry, I was like something on my lip. But as I hear you all talk, there's been a lot of instances, you know, especially in the church, where I see the church use some people. I mean, it is what it is. They use some people so that they could get to. I don't. It's not like get to a certain stance or a plateau or something. But the church needed something done at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. They may not have had the finances. They may not have had um, the resources, but they knew someone who did. And instead of going to the person and say, hey, I don't have this right now. I don't I can't I can't give you what I know you deserve. They finesse it. They lie about it. And then it leaves a bad taste in the person that's rendering the service 
because ultimately you're not being honest. And then I, at the end, I'm, I'm left without, right? You're not agreeing upon what it is that I thought that we were going to have or, 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 or a con- contractual agreement that I agreed upon that hasn't been met. So it leaves bad, a bad taste in your mouth. And that's constantly the same narrative that I continuously hear in the church. It's always something where somebody either promised that, you know, you were going to render a service and something was going to be compensated to you or an opportunity was going to be given to you that wasn't given to you. It's always the same narrative when it comes, when we're, if we're talking about the church. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, I don't know if it's a thing of being, just saying you're broke. I think it's saying, just saying you got bad character. That's just, that's, that's my, yeah. and I mean, to Lauren's point, I don't care about people asking for a deal or a bargain. If you're being honest and you're like, hey, this is the situation, it's up to the person running the service to say yes or no. Right. At that point. So that's not the issue. The issue for me is when you now attack a person in their business for not watering down or dumbing down a service that you asked to be um, lowered or comped and they said no. That's my issue. Mm -hmm. My issue is how dare you tear down someone for requiring what they're worth. That's my issue. I have an issue with both. I have an issue with you <laughs> requesting bargains and discounts. And then in the same space, if you are also a person that's in business, if somebody asks of you to do something at a discounted price, the world has to stop. And it's absolutely no. Yeah. To Lauren's point, I understand the bargaining and some people just look for those deals. But there are also very much in real life people who want discounts for everything everything but whatever they got going on you got to come full price you got to do this you got to do this you got to do this you got to promote it you got to do this you got to do all this extra stuff you know and i think a lot of times people want to like put god on we almost pimp god almost like oh you're a faith-based business so i'm expecting you to be boom 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 but you ain't you ain't even z you want everybody to be a through y but you ain't even z Like you can't even provide or come to the table with something, but you have this unrealistic expectation and a holier than thou expectation of what a faith based business looks like or just business in general. But because you are in a certain situation or a certain space where you probably didn't consult God before you asked for this, Mm -hmm. because it may not even be something that you need. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's supposed to bend over backwards. I I have an issue with that. Yeah. All right. And on that, we're going to pause and we're going to go to a break and we'll be right back after this. Saved Girl Secrets is brought to you in part by the Hair Razor Hair and Skin Oil. Visit www.thehairraiser.com for more info. Hey, Secret Sisters. This is Ayana with today's Monday Motivation. Today I have, don't let someone who gave up on their dreams talk you out of yours. Yes, don't let someone who gave up on their dreams talk you out of yours. You know what that means. Don't let someone sit there and tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't uh, charge such and such, you can't have all these dreams, aspirations, and goals that God told you to do because they sitting on the couch ain't doing nothing. So don't let someone who gave up on their dreams talk you out of yours. Keep going, keep flying, be extraordinary, and just believe. All right, ladies, we're back. Um, the way we ended off, uh, Denisa, she, that was good, girl. <laughs> um, 
I had a little rant, but I, I think I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to follow it with some scripture first. Okay, so okay. I'm go ahead and head to a scripture. So this actually comes from Matthew 25, and it is out of the message version. And um, message, as you guys know, typically groups scriptures together. So this is 14 through 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, it's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To the one, he gave $5,000. To another, $2,000. And to a third, 1000 depending on the their abilities then he left right off the first seven went to first servant went to work and doubled his master's investment the second sec, um the second did the same but the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried the master's money so this is more in the perspective of you know I, I view the master as God, mm-hmm. you know, that's who give me my money. That's who sends clients mm-hmm. my way. That's who I earnestly work for. My business mm-hmm. is ran out of respect and honor to him and his abilities that he's graced me with and what mm-hmm. he's called me to do. And that comes with the price for rendering his products or services. But also, um, if you're blessed and you, you're, you have the financial means, you're not in a space where Lauren was talking about before where you need the bargains. I get that. You know, just be upfront with that. But if you're in a space where you have it, go ahead and um, invest that and multiply what God is giving you and not be, you know, ashamed or feel you need to nip and bend because you're scared it's going to go away or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. You know, just um, work as a diligent servant as, as God has already said and watch him either multiply what you got um, or that's it because he's a prosperity guy. He's just he's going to multiply what you got. Just exactly. don't be the servant that dug it in a hole because you either greedy or you you stingy or whatever you got because ain't nothing going to be multiplied by that. Mm-hmm. I love the word. I love the fact that you use the word invest. I feel like anytime you are deciding to purchase anything from it's someone or support a business, that is exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're investing, whether it's makeup, whether it's hair. Like I look at the fact that a lot of times now, like I'm going to use hair, for example, I do my hair a lot of times now. Yeah. Right. But had I not invested in the time I spent in my earlier years getting my hair professionally done, I would not have any understanding of how to do my hair. Yeah, I personally wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so it took that investment for me to increase my knowledge in how to do it myself, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is I respect people who say, okay, hey, I want to just see if I can do this myself. But at least invest in the knowledge to understand how to do it or to understand the industry itself. That's what you all are pretty much saying. Even mm-hmm. if it comes to the beauty industry, if it comes to marketing, yeah. if it comes to design, you know, in understand the investment in the industry and that people don't just wake up one day and say, hey, this is something that I decide to do, mm-hmm. but that they've actually invested time and a knowledge and an expertise behind it so that when it's time to render the service, you're not getting something that's halfway done. You're getting something that people have actually taken some time and invested, you know, a knowledge base behind it. So I love that you use that word because I think that that is so key is understand that, that people who are coming to the table, if you bring someone to the table, understand, um, what they're bringing to the table, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Look at I. I love when people say Google me, but really that's like a that's a real thing. Like yeah, you need to right? you really do need to Google the person to understand that hey, this person didn't just wake up you know this morning and, and decide and to, to do, do this. this, right? Like they, and even if they did, they still that's true. That's true too. Even if they, that's true. Mm-hmm. That is true too. But according to that scripture, it said you know they did take into consideration the time, right? The that, abilities that, of the service. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I I can understand. That 
that too. But I will say it is it is a responsibility on both partners, right? It's it's a responsibility for the person who's actually rendering the service to understand your worth for sure. But it's also a responsibility for the person who's asking for the service to be rendered for them to understand your worth as well, so yeah. that they don't lowball you, um, and that they pay you right. your worth, mm-hmm. and that they understand what you're bringing to the table ultimately. Yeah. So and it's nothing wrong with not getting something in that moment i think that even in that it's just like allow like if it's purpose driven allow it to be orchestrated by god Mm -hmm. understand that god is not going to send you to a space that he hasn't given you the resources for and so it's kind of like when when you are working on something i've I've been praying daily, like this prayer of like, God, what are we going to co-create today? Like, I want to be a co-creator. Like, I'm never doing anything absent of God. Mm -hmm. So that means that whoever is creating a logo, whoever is working on X, Y, and Z, I want that to be a person that not only I selected, but that God selected as well. And if that's the case, then that person is already in alignment with the resources that God has provided and an understanding of what is needed. And I think sometimes we force a fit with certain people and certain things that we don't have the resources for because mm-hmm. that's not our space. Can, mm-hmm. I want to add to what you just said, Sade. Sure. That was because a word. <laughs> it was a word. But I think one thing, too, that I've discovered in me just rendering a heart of service to people, and that's me not getting any type of compensation, I think that contractual agreements are still very relevant in those situations because I've seen in instances where you have agreed to do A, B, and C, and you put that within the contract, but as you're doing the service, they may try and add on D, mm-hmm. E, and F. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but no, let's go back to this contract. This contract said that I will give you A, B, and C. Right. Now, if you want to do D, E, and F, they that's gonna cost. A, well, right. that, no, it's a separate it's a separate contractual agreement or um, what we call in our in our um, industry. We say those are add ins. That's mm-hmm. a, that's what that's about to be. It's about to be an add in. <laughs> so it's like I, I, I believe even if you're doing something for free or what they call pro bono, yeah, pro bono. even if you're doing something pro bono, make sure you still have a something on paper to to notify to them that this is what I agreed to do. And so if you are expecting something greater than this, if I decide to give it to you, you know, from my own heart, then that's something separate. But if you come to me and say, hey, could you do this also? Then it's like, "Mm, well, according to our agreement, it's going to be a free service, but I'm only doing A, B and C within the free service. So I just want to drop that. What's a gym as well? Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking about the believers mindset the whole time you guys were talking and how we as believers um because i feel like denisa had said something about not running out like getting out of the mentality of not running out yeah and i do feel like that is one thing that a lot of people kind of i guess have an issue with or with trusting god thinking that it's going to run out or they're um, kind of double dutching with the the space of um being in control versus giving God control. So when it comes to the believer, like whoever's listening is knowing that God is your source in everything. Uh, So when it comes to, I know that I have a business, but there's a lot of things that I can't do on my own. You know, I thank God that I have a husband who's a creative, who can do a lot of things for me. Like, I feel like that is so God ordained, 
but then there are outside things that I can't do. And it requires a certain amount of money to get certain things done. And it was certain things that required, you know, it was like maybe thousands of dollars and it required my faith to be at a certain place. That it's like, all right, Lord, I need to get this done. But budget wise, my business does not have that in the budget at this moment. So instead of me trying to DIY it, or especially if I don't know how to do something, because I am the queen of, I will pay you for your services. I am not, I'm done. I think because being in business, like with hair and stuff over, I started in 2007. Like I'm tired of the DIY. I'm at the place in my life where I'm like, I don't have time for that. So I'm just going to pay whoever I need to pay. And, um, So it's like with that, it's like I have to increase my faith. I have to increase my belief when it comes to certain things with with God, just completely trusting him. Like every day it's like, Lord, this is not my business. This is your business. So whatever we need to do, I trust that you supply and provide everything that I need. Point blank, period. Yeah. So when I put my my mindset in that space, I'm just going to continuously believing and I'm seeing doors open you know, and, and, and different things being provided to me and my business when it comes to sales, when it comes to different things. So it's like, I'm not walking it. Like when I wake up, especially this year, there's certain things that I want to accomplish business wise. And I made a decision, um, especially this year, I was like, all right, Lord, I got, I have two kids. I'm a married woman. I also, I I serve in ministry. There's a lot going on. And when it comes to my business, yes, you told me to do this, this, and this, but I'm not going to stress and try to figure out how to do it on my own. You're my marketing manager. You're my such and such. You're, you know, social media changes every day. It bothers me that sometimes I have certain hiccups and I'll be like, whatever. You know what, Lord? I just trust you because I can't control these situations and circumstances. So I can't control anything. So it's like, especially when it comes to finances and paying for certain things, I'm like, I just got to trust you. That's it. So I'm like, as a believer, we got to change our mindset when we're walking into things like, don't try to lowball somebody because you can't afford it. You need to increase your faith. You need to increase what you're believing for instead of constantly trying to get stuff on the low and finessing people and burning bridges ultimately. So I think that's the biggest thing out of th- this whole conversation is as believers, change your mindset. Do whatever you need to do. Get in the word. Find scriptures. Speak over your life confess for your business and in yes. your business yeah confess over your life to increase your portion increase your mentality all of those things instead of constantly walking into situations and you're ultimately hurting some people so yeah that's that on it <laughs> oh hard somebody do we have a song for this mm. lauren gonna do her broke world part three trying <laughs> to spit these bars <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I thought of a two chains. <laughs> right around, Which, I'm getting it. Okay. Right, no, it's the song that he said. I been getting money, whether you been. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking of that song, but that is not the song y'all should listen to this week. <laughs> but two chains be prophesied. He really does, but uh, not. Don't listen to that song. Not that one. But um, I, I think this has been a really good conversation. Um, 
I was really quiet in the beginning because I think I was just trying to take it. But you jumped in. I, I, I love that. What I can appreciate is there's always so many different perspectives for one conversation. Right. And so, we, we listen before we just be like, ah, you know. Right, because as soon as Lauren started talking and she was like, the, uh, so about the bargainer, and that's, I was wanting to be like, no. But <laughs> as I just, you know, had the spirit of hush and listened to what she was saying, I was like, okay, I guess, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to share this one scripture. And um, as you were talking, Ayana, this is a scripture that um, kind of like resonated or stuck with me probably years ago when I was working at the mall and I wanted to leave the mall and i was believing god for more um but you guys can read the story but this is um second chronicles chapter nine uh, this is also message version version verses 13 through 14 it says solomon received 25 tons of gold annually this was above and beyond the taxes and profit on trade with merchants and traders all kings of arabia and various and assorted governors also brought silver and gold um, unto solomon and i know sometimes a lot of believers have issues with us having more us the abundance and believing god for more and you know some people take it as greed or some we know it um to be if there is an issue with that the spirit of mammon however it's biblical you know god desires us to live in the overflow mm-hmm. so we can be the people that are dispensing exactly. to those if that I don't have, have more, it. i can get more right yeah. you know and i look at this ppp and i look at what's going on in the world and everybody getting unemployment that's because there is a system in place for you to have access if you are lacking mm-hmm. There's a system in place as believers. If we are lacking, we have a source. Exactly. You know, so just like it's going on Along in the world. with the people. Come on now. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, there's a, a heavenly realm yeah. where we can tap into just like you having a conversation and you need bills paid and you're going to go to see if you can get unemployment. Take, okay, Lord, this is the situation that I'm having. You mm-hmm. know, find you a scripture that is beyond what you can think because 25 tons ago annually above taxes and profit with trades and merchants. Okay, Lord, what was Solomon on? Help me get my mindset to where it needs to be so that I can be of service and render to your people. I'm not trying to drag this conversation. But you know what's crazy about that thought is... I used to be in I used to be in a position where I used to question like, okay, what's the next move so I can make more income, right? And I've realized in through that whole journey and that whole process is that I if I just be obedient to what it is that God has given me at that moment mm-hmm. and stop trying to focus on the fact of where's the income coming from, the right. income comes, comes rega- regardless. Yeah. Because as you were saying, Denisa, that is the way that we're built. That right. is the way that we are designed is that God is supposed to bless you. He says it in his word that he's right. going to bless you regardless, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, it's like, stop stressing about the money or Mm -hmm. stop trying to finesse the situation and just be obedient to what God tells you to do, whether it's a minimal step or a great step. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we knock the minimal step because it doesn't look like it's going to benefit us in Mm -hmm. the long run, but it's the journey and it's the process of where God wants to take you. Right. Mm -hmm. So my thing is that I personally learned and I would love to, I'm sharing to you all is just, just learn to be obedient to the steps that God has already ordered for your mm-hmm. life and the blessing comes along with obedience yeah the blessing is attached to obedience it's not it's not you just doing the act it's like yo when you do the act there's there's something that beneficially comes from that mm-hmm. so and it's called your blessing so that's just that's i think that is my last <laughs> point of wisdom for this for this uh, topic for sure well yes and amen, amen. Yes. Right. we'll close on that <laughs> 
Awesome. Um, if anybody has any stories or wants to continue this conversation, be sure to send us a secret letter to SaveGirlSecrets at gmail.com. Be sure you're following us on all social media platforms at SaveGirlSecrets on Instagram and Facebook. We look forward to continuing this conversation in our Save Girl Secrets after show on Clubhouse on Wednesday at 8.30. Be sure to tune in. We love you. Good God bless you. Love and peace. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye guys.